Welcome back, everybody. It's Madeline here. And it's Aaron. What's up, people? Um, we are going to be talking about Force Friday today, some Where's Rose. Um, my Where's dad Rose. has some stuff. I can't stuff. believe Where's Rose is a thing. Oh, Where's here, Rose? Here we fucking here go. We here go. we go. Not even 20 well, seconds in. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> exactly. It's been a productive episode. Where's Rose? And then we actually, for the first time, have some questions, which whoop, if whoop. I think could be like... A monthly thing like we could do like a monthly yeah. Q&A would be fun Definitely. Um, so if you would like to participate we have started a Twitter account for this podcast a whole Twitter account, whole Twitter account. just for this podcast yeah it's called it's at Nagler a S W story and we are at a bulging whopping 60 something followers right now not to intimidate everybody I mean cray cray but that's pretty cool in like a week. That's not yeah, bad. Not bad at all. Anyway, um, so let's get started. The first thing I'm going to talk about is obviously last Friday, the Friday pre, the one that just passed, was Force Friday. October 4th. Everybody was listening Force Friday. knows when Force yeah, Friday yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm clarifying. But yeah, it was Force Friday. It was absolutely, It. I felt like I finally understood what extreme couponers feel like on Black <laughs> Friday. Like, never in my life have I been so stressed shopping. I love shopping. It's a stress reliever for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going and being like, ooh, and this, and this, and that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun. Right. But when you when you are actively seeking out certain things, and you don't want to pay for shipping, and you <laughs> want to be in the store with, like, the display, and right, you want right. the whole experience, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, like, so stressful. We went to, like, (laughs) me and my friend Katie went to, like, three Targets. Right. Nada. Nothing. Disney Store in Times Square had nothing good. Like, I'm sorry, but they just didn't. The display was a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Which, to me, is crazy because it was literally the Times Square Disney Store. But they had, like, two shelves of stuff. And I was like, I. And so... Is that the same one we saw the other night? Yeah. It was like... they had the little... Thing, you could take your picture in front of the logo yeah but that that's nice. like yeah and I, I mean we did, we did that we did that but yeah. it's like the merch wise i was not super impressed yeah that's, i didn't buy that anything. saturday the next day i went with your sisters to um the queen one of the malls in queens and we went to the disney store there and i was really surprised at how little they had right star wars like the day that's the day after yeah. force friday you think well okay they'll still be or it will have a robust display, and it certainly but wasn't. this is what I said, right? I was like, we can't go to a city Target, right? Because they're just not going to have shit. Right. And lo and behold, who's always right? Me. And so <laughs> I was like, we need to go to the College Point Target. Right, right. And so we went to the College Point Target, and they had the whole display set up. Nice. Really nice. Is that the one with the, the, the lightsabers? Yeah, the force hands, which force I'm hand sure on. you guys know what we're talking about. Like, you put your hand over either Kylo or Racing, and the lightsaber lights up. <laughs> Very cool. They had the whole display. They had some pops. The only one, the only pop they had at Target that I wanted was Finn, so I got Finn. Can I say? And can I just say? I, I just took your youngest sister to Comic-Con a couple weeks ago. And they had, which was full of awesome Star Wars stuff, by the way. It yeah. was an amazing, some, I could have bought like a hundred t-shirts. At Star Wars Celebration, I could have gone broke. I, it but, was just the fear of not being able to But you talking eat. about pops has reminded me that the pop figure craze yeah. thing era that we're in 
needs to die a fiery death. No, me and death. Celine. Me I am and, so sick I love of them. these fucking toys. Dude, me and Celine. They don't encourage play. They're <laughs> no, they just don't. about collecting yes. and sitting and gathering dust. And that is it. Like, when we grew up, it was Star Wars toys you played with and expanded okay, okay, the okay, story okay, with. Okay, okay, okay. Now it's like, oh, there's another costume. We can make another pop toy. And then, like, like they just make okay. excuses for you to buy this shit and, Celine, and never play with it. Me and Celine were talking about it and we were saying when we first... Because me and her are similar in that we didn't stand anything like movie or TV show-ish until... Right. Star Wars, right, so we right. just are recently introduced to this side of fandom, mm-hmm. um, and we were like, "Pop toys are so stupid," because like we didn't get it. You were so wise. And then, and you then so you just—I don't know—they're so cute. That's they what they you. count on. But this is what I will say though: is Ugh. like I love collecting. Like I know I, I used get to that clown on it, it because I was like, "Oh, these like virgins who are like forty-six <laughs> with like their Star Wars collections," right, right, and that right. was a very ignorant like. Mm-hmm. I now I look back and I'm like. That's such an ignorant thing to say because, like, I feel now that collecting is one of the ways. Well, (laughs) I'm saying collecting is one of the ways that I express myself now. And I love, like, I don't, like, put mine in a box, like, under my bed. Like, they're all set up on my shelves. And Mm -hmm. when I look at them, like, it sounds stupid, but, like, it makes me happy. I'll, like, bobble their little heads in the morning. Trust me, I get it. It's just, it's become the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it used to be. Star Wars toys, like you had everything, all kinds of ships, characters, action figures, uh, accessories, etc. Yeah. Now it's like, like you go to a toy store and it's nothing but pop figures. Yeah. And then maybe there's a ship. Yeah. Or maybe there's a gun. But it's like it's all pop figures. That's toys now. It just yeah. drives me nuts because it, it's a dumbing down. It's like it doesn't enrich your imagination as a child playing no, with doesn't. something. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of the toys being an expansion but, of the universe was great. And yes, obviously, when George Lucas started it, it was about making money. And he mm-hmm. made a shitload of it because of it. I get that. But it was still in the service of the story, and a kid could expand the universe. You can't expand anything with a pop figure. You just look at it with his stupid beady eyes and think, oh, look, I need another one. But I think that that's also just, like, the changing of the times and, like, how kids are playing yeah, now. Like, true. I'm sorry, that's but true. they just don't play with toys after they're, like, seven. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I, I get that. Like, they I, just... I, I think that. that the play and all that stuff... And I would also say it's a reflection of the way fandom has changed because of the internet. Because, like, yeah. I think before an expression of fandom would have been playing with the toys, and now I think it's, like, people write fan fiction yeah, and true. people go to conventions. Yep. And, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yep. there's new... Yep. Anyway... But my point being, before we got off this, I'm sorry, we went the pop, on this pop, the pop tangent. figures really drive me nuts. Sorry. I love them. But before we went on this pop tangent, my point was they had Finn at Target, and mm-hmm. hands down, out of all the Rise of Skywalker pops, that one is my favorite. <laughs> out of all the looks from the Rise of Skywalker, oh, his boy. is my favorite. I am so excited to see those he does blue look- pants and like. <laughs> Friggin' nice hair. He does look like, dope. He looks I'll say amazing. that. Amazing. He I looks so say. much more mature and confident. Yeah, I am ready. John Boyega top me campaign still going strong on, <laughs> going strong on Twitter. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> so, Lord. got I got Finn at Target. I got the amazing Finpo book, which gave me so much good content, such as this droid. They're like about to open this box. And then the droid is like, you can't open the box. You're you're humans and you're made of organic matter and like whatever. And Poe is like charming and winks at Finn. And I was like, are you joking? Like you're putting this in a kid's book and you're not, 
you're expecting me not to ship them? I can't. <laughs> and um, I got the Ray poster, which was the least hideous out of four disgustingly yeah, designed can we posters. Talk about that. The look of this film so Sucks. far, <laughs> like, so I'm sorry. far, is so disappointing. It first There's, of all, it's like The Force Awakens, but less pretty. Like it I'm just sorry. looks like it's designed by people who've never seen a Star Wars I film agree. before. I just, I it, it looks like it's there's like no it's unifying design. theme. No. There's no. It's like so bad. The last Jedi marketing campaign stays superior, but. Well, The Force Awakens was awesome. Yes. I, the, the marketing for that film was fantastic. But can we talk about like, even The Force Awakens had like those posters where, you know, there was the weapon covering half the yeah. face. Like Finn had the legacy oh, they saber. Were they were Kylo in, had his saber. They were Ray up in Times Square staff. forever. They were awesome. I know. They were really great. great. And even though it wasn't, maybe as like color coded or mm. artistic as the last Jedi, even the force awakens posters had like, you could put them together. Do you know what I yep, mean? Absolutely. The rise of Skywalker poster with like Ray and Kylo fighting and Palpatine over them. Yeah. I feel like does not match anything else I've seen for this movie. Well, it's just like, he looks like, like a any of the posters. He looks I, like a cartoon. Uh, yeah, I agree. He looks like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Like it just, just makes literally no the sense. day that poster came out. I was like, this is so if it had been like in the DMS, I was like, this is so ugly. You I mean, guys, back I'm in the sorry. day, <laughs> back in the day, you would, you would put up a Vader there. That would have been yeah. Vader's helmet, right? Yeah. That you've seen that that's been used classically a hundred times. And it never was like stylized to look like a cartoon. It was Vader's helmet. Yeah. So if they had just done Palpatine's face, That'd have been dope. It would have been like really menacing. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like oh well, this week on Rebels yeah. we're going to like yeah. zing bang. Like, I mean, it just doesn't. This like really, it feels like they they run out of steam. They've made the four yeah. years, the nine film cycle, well, and here comes the garbage at the end. And I know I gotta see the film, but that's the feeling I get looking at that. This is what I will say though. I love the trailer and that gives me hope i really love the trailer i love the vanity fair photo shoot Mm -hmm. i really love the cover of empire with both of them on it um that illustration's really cool see i want to get excited but then i love the d23 footage it's like everything from the actual movie i really love it's just the marketing that i hate and that's why i'm like i I would like to attribute it to people who haven't seen the movie yeah because i assume people in marketing have not not allowed to see it exactly So like I don't know, man. It's like I just remember how baller the Vanity Fair shoot was for you know the prequels, and those movies suck. So it's like true. it's hard to get too excited. But you know I'll be there opening night, yeah. bated breath, can't wait. I'm also scared that JJ's just gonna do like the Force Awakens part two. Like the minute he be. brought back the mask, I was yeah, like, not nah, nah, you. He won't. That won't can be. I just say worst part about Force Friday. Did not get one piece of Kylo merch because on principle, I'm not buying a single masked Kylo anything. Everybody was like, oh, but the sweater is so cute. I'm like, um, do I look like I give a fuck? Like, I, will I say am though, not buying that shit I will say that, that, that sweater, again. That sweater is baller. It's really cool. Okay, but I'm not buying it. Cool. Anyway. I'm sure JJ is Friday, <laughs> I ended up buying all my pops at Hot Topic because Hot I was Topic? the only place that had a rose pop. We can literally we say, called them in advance. Can we can we just point out when did Hot Topic become like kind of cool again? I know. Like, I clowned on it and now I go there and I'm like, y'all have everything. They have I everything want. and it's like, so cool. Yeah, they no, have tons of great People are merch. still people are still like wary about it, but whenever I go in, they have like really cool stuff. They have, so, like, I don't care. Coraline. Yeah, they have like yeah. all sorts of like stranger things. They have all sorts of cool they stuff. They had the um, exclusive Frozen 2 pops and I had to be like not why we're here not why we're here not why we're here 
Um, but, but I was just like, hot topic, because you and your sisters all of a sudden got into hot topic. Yeah. And I, from when I was growing up, hot topic was like the loser skater kids that yeah. you always made fun of went to hot topic. And then, or like, or wannabe goths. Yeah. And now it's like you go No, they there, have tons of cool stuff now. It's like really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say the reason we went to hot topic mm-hmm. is because it was the only place selling a rose pop, which brings us to oh boy. Where's Rose? Now, this obviously has been reminiscent of Where's Ray from the Force Awakens era when obviously all the merch was, for whatever reason, all targeted towards boys and really only had male characters. You know the reason. A bunch of out-of-touch executives. Oh, yeah. This has been well documented. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like... That's what it See, reminds us. The difference here, of. though, is Ray is the main character in Force Awakens, if not the entire trilogy. It makes sense to get okay. outraged about it. Rose is like Jar Jar Binks. No, like, she's no, not. Of course, she's not in the fucking merch. Who cares? Me and all the no, other women blah, that feel blah, represented blah. by her. I understand that, but look, that doesn't she mean was everyone one of gets the a... main characters in the the last and one. And maybe that came she's out. not in this movie. Okay, but my point being is there was literally merch on display when mm. they did the press event that showed right. all the new merch. There mm. were shirts with her on right, it. Right, there right. was tote bags where there this is my thing is it's not even like where's the exclusively rose merch it's right, right. like why are you putting claude the alien that none <laughs> of us know who right. he is right. on all the rise of skywalker shit and right. not rose that to me is like annoying because all the shirts and stuff mm-hmm. when they showed the merch initially mm-hmm. had her on them and now they've been replaced and that is what makes it so insidious and so different from where's ray is like with where's ray like you said it was like executives being like oh these are boy toys and like well, it's just, just it's not a boy's movie her, it's not, a boy's movie like we're gonna yeah, sell it to boys that exactly. was it even so though there was like, a girl in the lead fucking role. exactly so they were like we're not gonna put her on anything this time it's like oh we put rose on a bunch of stuff but then we're like like changed their mind, but, ripped you know, her off. Now here's the other problem. That, and it's like you're other... selling it before the movie comes out, but you're putting characters none of us even know. Here's yet. my hunch, though, is that buyers have something to do with this. The whole point of Force Friday, you're selling, right? And if buyers in the stores are not ordering rose shit, they're gonna switch up and but say, the, okay, here's a bunch of other but stuff. But I don't understand because one of the sellers of Star Wars merch mm-hmm. said the rose shirt from the Last Jedi, the one right. with her. On her own, Mm -hmm. the, like, illustration paintbrush one was one of their best sellers. It, like, sold out in the Last Jedi era. So I'm like, I know people are going to buy this stuff. And the fact that I went to a Hot Topic to just make sure that I got her... I like. I know people are gonna buy rose. Yeah, stuff, but so that's, that's anecdotal. Why I don't that, you don't know what they have marketing-wise, like as far as like numbers and breakdowns and like everything they've gone through to arrive at these decisions. I yeah. understand it's frustrating for you because you are a fan of the character, but to get so like the hashtag and the indignation, it's like real, there's. Oh my god, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine getting that worked up about it. But but also I you just you don't. Are. Yeah, it's like I feel bad because I have friends. Who, I mean, I guess this is also anecdotal, but it's like, it's important to recognize. Like, I have friends who, like, um, I won't say by name, but like, I know one of my Asian American friends that I met through Star Wars, we met for the first time in person at Celebration and she was cosplaying as Rose. And it's like, I know lots of people like her who, and it's not just Asian American women, it's women of color in general who had never had a lead character in this like fantasy world Mm -hmm. 
you know, I get it. I and, I, all and for of that. me, I it's totally like obviously I'm not a woman of color, but like I, the reason that I actually started to identify with Rose after my my eight showings in the theater <laughs> was I was like, it's really cool to have a character who's not like a badass. She's just yeah, like a just total doing the right thing. geek, yeah. and like it looks at Finn and is like <laughs> doing talking with resistance heroes. So yes, she. I understand the gravitation. I understand why people, certain people, may feel it's important. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't resonate with me at all. But yeah, I'm not anything. I was gonna say so you're not probably the target demographic for a character like Rose anyway. No, of course so I not. Understand. I am a Star you're Wars like fan. Though. I. Yeah. Yeah. But, but imagine, imagine they took Finn off of all the merch for Trust. You know what I mean? I'd be like, what the hell? See, that'd be weird, but he's a main character. Yeah, I guess so. She's an ex- auxiliary character. That's just that's just yeah. how I see it. Like, you know, and I understand she's important. I mean, I, I think she's definitely, like, like in The Last Jedi, at least, she's definitely, like, Oh, a yeah, I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's, she's, a, she's an important part of that story. I get it. I totally yeah. get that. Um, but, yeah, so... It's just funny to watch all the hashtags come across my my uh, yeah. Twitter feed, and mostly of them fed by you and your friends. And I'm just like, y'all, I'm trying to get some Packers news right now. I mean, and- it's just, I guess also it's just like a bummer because like I feel like The Last Jedi was the first Star Wars movie to have an equal balance of female to male characters. Right. Part of the reason I think it's so, um, what's the word? Uh, it's controversial. Resonating? Oh. No, controversial. I think that that was part well, of the Well, I think there's some, the trolls definitely I had a, that I had a guy who sent me a video, and he was like, this is what I think. Oh, uh, it was like one of those fucking YouTube videos, like, yeah. why The Last Jedi sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. one of those videos. And I'm like, oh, you know what? here, let me take five minutes out of my life to watch this video, which will certainly completely dissuade know, everything I've ever thought in my it'll life. It will definitely change my mind. Like, it, that's it wasn't the even, funny it part. Wasn't, it wasn't even to change my mind, but I wanted to watch it, because I was like, he he presented it to me as like, this is my opinion. Right. You know, this is exactly yeah. what I think. Yeah. And one of the arguments in that video was like, Ryan Johnson just tried to shoehorn all this feminism in. And it's like, he tried to make it a big feminist movie. I'm like, see, this is like what some men think when there's just like literally an equal number of male to female characters. Right. There was no like inherent feminism involved if you want to talk about shoehorning feminism in i i i raise you avengers endgame when oh, all the women scene. characters yes. are some magically together walking and strutting and one yeah. that was the most like patronized i was Lord. i felt so patronized watching that scene in the theater i was like am i supposed to feel empowered by this because <laughs> i feel like right i honestly feel like the russo brothers are being like isn't that great? Let's give something to little ladies. Yeah, 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 it exactly. totally felt like that. that it Absolutely. was so patronizing and gross, yeah. and I hated it. And I'm like, the reason I loved The Last Jedi's female characters is because they were just characters. They you had know, an equal amount of of weight, of you know, purpose to the story. There like, was a Marvel movie that got that right, though. Uh, Black Panther. Oh yeah, the, the women and the women in that movie I, that are was one so of the first badass. Things, that was one of the first and they're just and they just exist and they're yeah, just yeah, characters yeah, yeah, and they agree. talk and they that was figure the, shit out and they fight and yeah. it's like they're so great because it's not look at these women it's yeah. just people 
the first Doing thing, shit. The first thing I said so when good. I left the theater after Black Panther was, right. I thought the women were amazing. They were great. And one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. They were better than Black is, Panther. I wanted a movie about that. Yes, I agree. They were great. I mean, controversial, but I agree. <laughs> I thought that I loved the scene with Okoye, and he's like, would yeah. you kill me? Yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah. the accent. <laughs> he was like, could you kill me? I mean, that's like Force Bond Taylor's canceled party. Anyway, he's like, would you kill me, my love? And she's like, for Wakanda? No question. And I was like, <gasps> like in the theater, I was like, my life just changed. I was like, her mind. Nice. And then when when they have all the political unrest and Okoye mm-hmm. is like loyal to Wakanda, but obviously it's been taken over. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I'm trying to serve my country. And then Lupita's character is like, mm-hmm. well, I'm trying to save my country. Oh, and I, I literally like had a baby when I saw that scene. <laughs> I was like, this is like two women, no men on screen having right. this kind of a conversation in a Marvel With movie is stakes, unprecedented. The stakes that I, high. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it but it's unprecedented. It was amazing. Yeah. But anyway, one of the reasons I love The Last Jedi is because like Holdo could have just as easily been a man. Like, do you know what I mean? Being a woman Yeah, is we've not- talked about this. It's like, I find Lord Dern great. Like, it was too granola for me. Too, She was too... She sounded like something... She presented that character... This is a general, and she presented it as though... And I know this is controversial, but... she. I thought I was listening to NPR every time she opened her mouth. Like, you know what she reminded me of? I thought she was one of the characters... But she's supposed to be older. She's not, like, in the I get it, I get it, I get it. But the way she played it, it reminded me of one of the radio hosts from uh, the SNL par- uh, 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 NPR parodies, the sweaty ball stuff. Like, oh, I just love these sweaty balls. I like, just, I just that every she time she talked, that's what I thought. Gentle but firm. Like that's what I liked about her. She wasn't like she didn't have to yell. To I, I'll carry tell you weight. what. I loved her once she got together with Leia. When she and Leia got to interact, oh, yeah, those I were lo- great. Those moments were great. Yeah, but I liked. I mean, I don't know. I liked her stuff with Poe. What can I say? I feel you. But, like, I just like that every single storyline had a a very, like, integral woman. You know what I mean? Like, without one of the female characters, that storyline would not have worked. We've gone back and forth on Last Jedi, and people know where I stand. But I'm not begrudging any of that. As I've said many times, I thought Ryan's job, as far as a writer of the story, he did a great job. I think all of that is great. But when it comes to projecting merch for the next film... Last Jedi doesn't mean much. But also, I'm like, JJ is, like, annoying. Because he was, like, one of the best... He was, like... Ryan Johnson gave me a lot of favors. JJ literally helped birth some of your favorite characters in the whole world. But he was, like, Ryan Johnson did me a lot of favors in The Last Jedi, but... The greatest favor he did me was casting Kelly Marie Tran. And then Stephen Colbert's like, so what is Rose doing in this movie? And he's like, y'all hear something? Like, avoiding <laughs> the question because he knows he didn't give Ray any, Rose anything to do in this movie. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. Wait for it to come out. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Anyways. What's next? Let's get off of this nonsense. I'm done with, I'm done with Where's Rose. Um, oh, you know, I did want to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, recently, I, I'm not sure which podcast it was on, so forgive me. We'll link to it on the on our new Twitter page. On our new Twitter page. But Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, who, for those my of you like me who God. have no idea who this man was until facial recognition, is married to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's an actor in his own right. Yes, Thank he you. is. But that's how I knew. He's him. in a Star Wars show. Yes, Thank you. He's in Rebels. Um, but he recently went on the greatest. Like rant against dude bros. Can we put the audio in? Yeah, or no? I was gonna say. I'll okay, rip, we'll I'll put the audio, audio in. And so let's just pause and listen, and we'll talk on the other side. I did a Star Wars cartoon 
So even I get hate from Star Wars fans when I'm like, look, dog, you're just mad. The franchise isn't aging with you. Right. right. But that ain't how it works. The first one was for fucking kids. Right. Yep. The second three were for different fucking kids. <laughs> and this one is for kids. You just pissed off that Han Solo gave the fucking Millennium Falcon to a girl. <laughs> yes. That's it. Because Luke Skywalker Cinderella. Or Sleeping Beauty, yeah. okay? He can talk to things that don't speak English and understands what they're fucking saying. <laughs> yeah. He gets a fairy godfather instead of a fairy godmother who teaches him how to be the best Jedi in the world in no time fucking flat. And everybody, like, I know more about the Force than most people because Dave Filoni taught me and George Lucas taught him. And all these video games have fucked people up on what the Force is. Like, Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. Right. The Emperor doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Force dictates who wins or loses based on balance. And here's the, the 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 quick version on how to explain it to all these people who fucking think they get to decide. In the first fuck, if you want to do this like time-wise, Palpatine, you would say, and Yoda are the smartest too. Palpatine clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of, of Anakin. So let's talk about the seduction of Anakin fucking Skywalker for a second. <laughs> if the Emperor is the smartest dude in the, in the universe and knows that the Force dictates this, if he kills who he sees as a rival, Anakin, then he knows the Force is just going to fucking correct that because the Emperor knows this. These are George Lucas's words, not mine. So fuck you if you disagree with me. <laughs> straight, straight up, this is information, not affirmation time. Straight up, man. So the Emperor knows that. So instead of killing Anakin, what does he do? He seduces Anakin to double the strength of the dark side. So then what does the Force do? Balance. It balances us. How? It gives us twins, mm. Luke and Leia, two and fucking two, balance. And if you look at the movie through just that simple perspective, you will not only know why every single bad guy loses and every single good guy loses, you'll know who's going to win and lose in the next fucking movies. I can tell you, I just don't want to wreck it. People bitch about the dumbest shit like it's archetype characters. This is George Lucas's words. There is no Jack Bauer in Star Wars. That character doesn't exist. It's not Han Solo. Han Solo is a reluctant hero, okay? He's a reluctant hero. That's the archetype. Darth Maul, who everybody wants to win, and he's everyone's favorite because he looks sick and he's great in the video games. He does look cool. Fuck you guys. He's Sisyphus. He is born to fail. Learn your Greek mythology. Like, I don't know, George fucking Lucas did. He's cursed to roll a boulder up the hill only to have it roll to the bottom again every single time yes. for eternity. Yes. That is Darth Maul's quest. Yes. He's in on the joke, you guys. He knows it. He's just cursed to live that life. Again, not my opinion. George Lucas is. So go fuck yourself if you disagree. You don't get to level up in the Star Wars world. That's a fucking video game. There's no such thing as a gray Jedi. Qui-Gon even says, I turn towards the light because it's there. There's no gray. There's no... That's... That's pretend fan fiction shit, which is cool, but don't try to canonize it because it doesn't work. And I'm never going to buy it ever. Star Wars is for fucking kids. I mean, legend. Yeah. Fucking legend. Yeah. I mean, I I was saying, I, when we first listened to this, I was like, I was saying I loved everything he said until the Grey Jedi part. But outside of that, I completely agree with him. I think that... I mean, it's just it's just amazing. And yeah. it's so well 
like thought out, and it's clear that he's had this discussion yeah. with uh, nu- numerous. But people. also, can I just say, I love somebody who's like cursing and giving a really impassioned like right. speech about it, yeah. but without it being disrespectful or like dismissive or like. Well, do it you is know a little I mean? bit dismissive, which well, I love. Well, true, but I like, mean, but do you know what I mean? It's not like uh, when sometimes when you listen to these people, it's clear that they're like yeah. a misogynist well, or they're the, like uh, the curse is it's the curse is all they have. It's yes. different to say. Well, this is what I think, and fuck you. Yes. As um, opposed to, okay, here's how George Lucas approaches yeah, 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 it. Here yeah. are the archetypes. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's different. Yeah. Because you're, like he says, and I love my favorite point on that entire recording is when he says, it's information, not, not affirmation. affirmation. Yeah. Because he's right. He's spot on. Yeah. It's great. I just love it. I love it. Because there are a bunch of fucking nerds who are pissed off that Han gave the Falcon to a girl. Yeah, like, I've true. never heard it put so perfectly. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I agree with everything he said, but obviously <laughs> I need to touch on the Grey Jedi thing, because if I didn't, I would be remiss. Mm-hmm. I literally follow somebody, I think, actually. Her at is, like, Grey Jedi. So, <laughs> this is for you, Queen. No, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I feel like I'm making that up, but whatever. But um, my thing is, like, obviously, Tross is going to be mm-hmm. the last... Skywalker of the Skywalker saga. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to wrap up all nine movies. And the I feel like personally, this is just my interpretation. No hate, no disrespect, but the whole point of this trilogy has been there needs to be a way to keep that balance Mm -hmm. without it constantly resulting in a fascist regime regime do you know what i mean right there has to be a way for that the force to correct itself and for there to be a balance without wiping out millions of people every single time do you know what i mean and i think that the gray jedi and the kylo and ray dynamic is the closest in the history of all the movies that has Mm -hmm is the closest we've gotten to to being able to accomplish that. Because I think that, like I said, Kylo's motivations are not the ideology of the First Order. It's just mm-hmm. a feeling of loneliness, and that's the only place that wants him to right. build on the Force. You right. know what I mean? His and, power. and Yeah, exactly. So it's just where he gravitated towards. And like I think that now, with Rey and Kylo and their intense loneliness, them being able to find sort of solace in each other, mm-hmm. that would be, I think, a perfect manifestation of mm-hmm. like, they can both sway to the dark side and the light side, but as long as they have the other one to balance them out, right. then they can keep order. And I don't even mean like starting a new Jedi order, because right. I agree with everything Luke said in The Last Jedi about that not being right. good for the galaxy, because even right. that's too much. Yep. But at least having these two people that are incredibly force sensitive who have been inside each other's minds understand Mm -hmm. where they're coming from the motivations they understand what their fears are their Mm -hmm. hopes and like i think that's the closest we can get to that's why i like that ray has a dark side and that kylo has a light side like i like the gray jedi thing i think well yeah like he said i think that's very much a fan fiction thing which is great and cool but it's not going to be canon i agree with him there now maybe Mm -hmm. maybe he's wrong maybe it does go the way you're talking yeah. about um but yeah i think what's inter- what's going to be interesting is how much of this movie is just this movie's story and how much of it has to call back and wrap up the yeah, other eight films i agree and then that's where jj is in i mean oh, god bless frickin- him you know? i know god bless him for taking because he wasn't supposed to do this no. movie so it was supposed to be trevor yeah 
But which, one thing I will say... What did that script look like? You know? It's like... what? what suddenly, it, like, Velociraptors coming. <laughs> Kathleen um, Kennedy just went, nah, nah. chief. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, like, in the marketing that we were just complaining about, right. one of the things that I've really liked is <laughs> that between Ray and Kylo, they always put purple, which is obviously mm-hmm. a mix of the red and the blue. Like the Empire magazine. Mace Windu is back. Red, the <laughs> Empire magazine had purple in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. The um, the logo for the Rise of Skywalker looks blue, but if you actually do the Pantone color oh my thing, God. which was done, you it's people. purple. It's you actually people. purple. You people need lives. Anyway, I know we do, <laughs> but like. There's a lot of, like, purple imagery, so I'm like, that to me is, like, the same as, like, Grey Jedi, like, Purple Jedi, where it's, like, the red and the blue coming together. The gray, the purple, it's all the you same. You know what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. I love that it. was my only, my only qualm with the... But everything else is great, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I agree. I totally Come agree on. with him about... Well, so, Star like, Wars is for kids. It's like, for kids. I got it's absolutely in, for kids. I got into it at, like, age 17, and even I am, like, Star Wars is... Of course, 100% it's for kids. For kids. Well, like, I just love that he's like the originals for kids. The next three were for different kids. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Right. It's true. I remember the intense disappointment watching the prequels and then seeing all the young little kids at Halloween yeah. who were dressed up as clones, clone troopers, yeah. you know, or as Mace Windu, or you know, something that was specific to. The prequels. And, and I'm like, don't you know these films are terrible? <laughs> like, they didn't care. What's they so funny them. is, like, the introduction for me, because there was no new sequel when I was a kid, mm-hmm. was the Clone Wars animated movie right. and series. Right. So that yeah. was my Star Wars and kind of mm-hmm. my my foot into the storytelling I mean, world of if Star you Wars. Get, if you want to get real with it, the first time you ever really enjoyed Star Wars was when I showed you the Yoda. scene where Luke met Yoda. Yeah, that's that was true. it. That was Yoda like, was the first time I like, like cared. You and I, you and I would sit. This is true. When you were like three, and I, your mom was at work and I was home, and you and I, you would take your afternoon nap, and then when you woke up, you and I would watch Star Wars the original on the sofa. This was our. This was we did this every day, and we would just watch the opening crawl, and you would watch the ship, and the you know juju, and then the, the fight would happen. And then as soon as C-3PO started talking, you got really disinterested and wandered away. Yeah. But then every day after your nap, you're like, stop, why stop, why stop? Like, we would watch it again. Uh, and then you would, just wanted to start. Yoda, you just wanted right? the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But then then you were not interested at all until like four or five years old. And then one day I just happened to be watching Empire because I watched the yeah. movies all the time. Yeah. But you, you, I think you wandered in like just before Yoda was coming on screen. And I was like, oh, Mad, Mad, Madeline, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. Because I thought, you know, it's a Muppet. It's a puppet. Yeah, Maybe yeah. she'll like it. And Frank you, Oz. And you pissed yourself laughing. Like, you yeah. thought it was the funniest thing you'd ever seen. I still think I had it's to really rewind funny. it. I literally, you made me replay it like 10 times. Because yeah. you thought it was so funny. I mean. So that was it. That was the first time I you ever got, like, really into something regarding Star Wars. That but and I agree. I think Yoda was like my first Star Wars memory. Right. Empire. I think that was the first time I ever really enjoyed something from Star right. Wars. But in terms of the first time I was ever, I actually gave a shit about yeah, what that was, was going on. You didn't like, care about the, the rest, story because I, I was all excited. I was like, "Oh, great! Now she's ready." I mean, so I first, tried to like get you to watch no, the films, no. and you wanted nothing for to like do with the it. first. The first time I saw the Clone Wars movie, I thought it happened 
after the original trilogy. <laughs> so right. I needed like context. And then right. the show started and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a moment? <laughs> I like, why? I was like, why is Yoda in this big fancy building and not in the swamp? Like I was so confused. So good. I needed context and you were like, no, no, no. This happens before the... <laughs> before the three. Yeah. So okay. Good. So to close out today's episode... Um, we got our, some Q and A. I know some Q and A. You can very easily tell which questions came from you, your people, and which questions <laughs> came from my people. What do you mean, way. my people? And um, so we're just gonna answer some of your questions. Uh-huh. Thank you for sending them in. If you sent one in, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, so the first question is from Zach. Hello, Zach. What's up, Zach? <laughs> uh, in both of your opinions, what are you most excited for in Tross? Oh, I've said this multiple times. Lando talking to L three, Lando in general. That, that'll but be. Lando I would to love L3. to see Lando talk to L three. Um, I just, but really, I watched Solo the other day and I was like, God damn, this movie is good. so good. Uh, really, just Lando. Yeah, it's just nice to have him back, and I'm gonna be really excited. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about everything else, but Lando is what I'm really there for. Um, I'm most excited about Ben Demption. I'm sure this may come as a shock to you. No. I think most excited, A, Ben Demption, B, Finn's new look. <laughs> like, just in terms of story, right. like, that's the second most important thing. <laughs> nice. Okay, next question came from, I don't know who this is. Oh, I'm boy. sorry to this man. No, just kidding. Oh, boy. Madeline, who is your favorite Texan from Anonymous? Well, I have a friend named Caroline who definitely didn't send this question in. <laughs> She's also the only Texan I know, so hmm. <laughs> sort of winning by default, but I mm. still love you. <laughs> um, okay, this is from Brian. He said, what do you think about the news that Wedge is in episode nine? Uh, I actually have This is definitely a you question. I, I actually hadn't seen that. That is pretty great. I know what's so amazing is that uh, he actually declined to be in Force Awakens. Oh, really? They approached him Don't about you need Dennis, money? Dennis Lawson, uh, who is Ewan McGregor's uncle, as oh, OG, so no. <laughs> OG, OG Star Wars fans know. Um, he. Yeah, he had. Like, he wasn't a, it wasn't a dismissive interview, but he was like, you know, I've done it. Like, yeah. he had, just had no interest in revisiting the role. So, yeah, pretty surprised. Very <laughs> surprised. Um, but, hey, you know, maybe maybe there's some kind of bridge building there with Ewan, where Ewan's now doing this show with Disney. Maybe they're like, could you talk to your uncle? We'd really love to have Wedge back. Yeah. You know, maybe something there. But that it's cool that he's going to be there. That'd be yeah. awesome. Look at the size of that thing. Cut the chatter red, too. Sorry. Every time you talk about Wedge, you got to say it. All right. I'm going to cut it off there. (laughs) Got to say it. The next question is from Chase, and he asks, if you could each choose any musical artist to score the next Star Wars film, who would it be? Madeline can't say Taylor Swift, and Aaron can't say Depeche Mode. (laughs) That's great. I know. That is someone who pays attention. So our next question. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, That's a really good question. It's a really good question, and I do have an answer. Um, I have been asking since I stand Star Wars, actually since before I stand, right. what, after I saw The Force Awakens, I have been begging for a Star Wars musical. I want it so bad. So does Daisy Ridley. She said she's on board. So I'm like, let's get this Let's make this popping. happen. <laughs> Adam sang Being Alive in his most recent film. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Stephen Sondheim. I would really, <laughs> really, really love That's a Stephen great, Sondheim actually. Star Wars that movie. Amazing. That's an amazing idea. I would just love That'd Leia. 
Here's to the ladies <laughs> who watch. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Um, I'll give a more serious answer. Um, that was that was my serious I know, answer. I know. That's something that would never happen, though. Oh. So I mean, you're thinking of actual composers. Yeah. Well, people who've done soundtracks. Like, I would probably use Peter Gabriel or Trent Reznor. Trent I, Reznor especially, because he's done a ton of soundtrack work recently. I would also... But my, I, I also know that they would never get... Yeah. Hired for this gig. They're they're not a corn gold, big orchestra type soundtrack. I would would also like to submit Carly Rae Jepsen for the. (laughs) This is not. This one is also not. If we're going going down that path, uh, Erasure. I'd like the Pet Shop Boys to play. No. The Carly Rae Jepsen one is also not a joke. I would really like to see a whole sequence set to like really heavy synth pop. Like like an action sequence. I just. Yes. Okay. Great question. Next question is from Jared, and he asks, what possible Rise of Skywalker scenario not resulting in Ben Denshim would you find the closest to I saw this one. I was, like, I was very interested to hear your answer to this, because I did see this and tweet. You know what's so funny is I saw this question, too, and I haven't thought about it at all, so this is very on the spot. I should have thought about my answer in <laughs> advance. I really should have gone through these questions and actually formulated mm-hmm. answers before we started this, but I didn't. So I'm going to really have to think. What about you? <laughs> Anything, literally anything. <laughs> like this is not you know Ben Demption. I don't care about Ben Demption. Um, if if Ben goes down in a pile of flames, I will leave the theater without a care in the world. Like I don't care. Han Solo is dead, man. Star Wars doesn't matter anymore. Ugh, that was like the worst sentence I've ever heard anybody say. So true, though. No, it's not. <laughs> um, can I just say the Star Wars movie that got me into Star Wars? Was completely devoid of Han. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there would be no point if Ben Demption doesn't happen. <laughs> like, literally. It's like, what was the point of this whole trilogy oh, if it doesn't happen? What were you leading up to? But I guess my answer would be... I would want... What if he sacrifices himself, but... That's Ben Demption. I know, that's Ben Demption. But he sacrifices himself... Somehow, in a way, leaving behind the idea of what he told uh, Ray in Last Jedi about burn it all down, just don't look back, uh, the Jedi, whatever. Like, he does something in a way with the Force or whatever to make it clear that he, he's not doing it for the Resistance or for Ray to live or for any of that. He wants to burn it all down. But he saved their lives in the process. Yeah, I'd be satisfied with that. Because I agree with him. That's the thing. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And can I just say, well, not to get you... back to the marketing, but that really <laughs> pissed me off because a lot of the stuff says, like, Sith, yeah. like, leader. like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, literally, in the last movie, he says, burn it all down. Well, the fu- Sith, the Jedi. I'm like, he has that. do y'all even see the movie before you made this merch? It is interesting that you gravitate to that, right? You That idea like uh, I like the that, idea. Uh, what is he, that what's that line? What's the line? Uh, kill the past. Kill let, it if you have no, to. No, it's let, let the past, past go, die, die. Kill it kill if, it you, if have you have to. to. Right. So you yeah. gravitate to that. Yes. And you also just said that you you agree with what Luke Skywalker says in the Last Jedi. Yeah. He's like, you know that they. So it's like there's this convergence coming, right? Of like the end of the Jedi. That's yeah. pretty clear. But here's my thing. I think that there should no. I guess this is my answer to the question. But I don't want a new Jedi Order or, like, training anymore. Because once when you try to train somebody in one side of the Force or the other, that's where the problems start. There needs to be some sort of 
not even training, but there needs to be some sort of outlet where people can deal with whatever sensitivity they have with a balance. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because had Ben been allowed to explore the dark side without his parents freaking the fuck out or (laughs) Luke trying to kill him, he would have been guided and he would have, I think, stayed on the right path. And with Ray, it's like, I think the reason she has stayed on the right path is because in The Last Jedi, she explored the dark side. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? She gave in and she like saw what was there when she indulged her her right. her selfish motivations do you know what i mean right. and like i think that is why she's still on the right path so i guess my answer to that would be something that is simple and low-key and not based in like all right we're rebuilding everything mm-hmm. you know yeah no that makes sense i yeah. mean the whole thing is so rushed because Disney bought it and wanted the film out right away. Yeah. So that's why they came up with the first order. Because like yeah. this feels so tired. That aspect of it does feel insanely tired. Yeah. Because it was like well, nothing Well, J.J. New, even said, nothing, he was like, I like, wanted to be more experimental after seeing The Last Jedi. Because yeah. like, he was like, it was kind of like a New Hope knockoff. Kind yeah. of The Force Awakens. I Absolutely, think the characters are the one things. The, are the characters the one, are what saves it. The characters are the one thing that is brand new and why I loved it. But yeah. like... The story itself is like the exact same story. Right. Um, anyway, the next two questions are actually from uh, Lacey from Resistance Broadcast. So, hello, Lacey. Hi, Lacey. The first question is, if you could pick any Star Wars story to be told next, what would it be and why? Really good question. Ooh. I have an answer. So, do you need time to think? Yeah, I do. I'm going to go into it. I do. I want a live action Ventress TV show or movie or something, please, for the love of God. She is one of the most compelling, interesting, well-rounded narratives out of any Star Wars character of all time. And she is one of the rarest characters in that you see, like, such a full arc with her, like light side dark side light side again which i think is very rare usually you only get the one turn and then that's the last you see of them with her it's like she has a whole story if you look at everything from books tv shows comics all that stuff and aside from her just looking and being really cool i think that it's just such a compelling story it's a really human story which I don't think you get enough of when you watch her in Clone Wars. Like, obviously, there's the moment where she ends up helping, like, Dooku betrays her and she ends up helping Ahsoka. But, like, I think that it would be really cool to see, like, a a Ventress origin story, basically. Yeah, I would love to see. I would also like to see a movie where, like, it goes from light side to dark side with, like, the protagonist. Like, an anti-hero story for Star Wars would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, Well, it's funny because... The whole brief that now these new trilogies have, the Ryans and the guys from Game of Thrones, like the idea that they're doing something completely outside the Skywalker lineage, timeline, whatever, is so cool. But I can't for a moment think of what I would want to do out there. You know, I know there's lots of rumors about Old Republic stuff and whatever, and that's, they may go down those paths and that's great. Um, But for the longest time, for my entire adult life, I have wanted, and any of my good friends can verify this because I won't. I haven't shut up about it for like twenty years. I have wanted like Deadwood in the Star Wars universe. Like I've talked about this for you know. He's talked about this to me and no audience (laughs) for like five years. I mean, it's all I've ever wanted, and the Mandalorian looks like it could be close to that. Yeah. So that's why one one of many reasons why I'm really excited for the Mandalorian is that it could be this outlaw. 
It's five years after Jedi. I'm like, for the, the love of, the of God, please show us Pedro's face. Is it even him under there? <laughs> right. Is that his stunt double, double but, the whole show? But like that idea of... And there was a video game um, that was set in the bowels of Coruscant that mm-hmm. got shelved. At the I lot. love like, that planet. Built, I'm kind of bummed. Built, like, they had built up the whole game and they like they had artwork for it and everything and they had done programming for it. And then when, when they... I think when Disney bought... Um, Lucasfilm, they shuttered basically the entire thing. They shut down the entire project, which yeah. really made me mad. Because that was like, that, it was really, this idea. It was really, this seedy underbelly, yeah, say, underground. I really love Coruscant. I just Bo- Boba say. Fett and friends, like just getting up to mischief. Like, yeah. I love this idea. Um, so that's what The Mandalorian looks like. And that's what I'm hoping for. Because that's the one kind of thing that I think there's space for. I get it, again, going back to Freddy's little rant. Star Wars is for kids. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But it's a humongous sandbox. Yeah, And there I are agree. so many variables as far as the types of stories you could tell that it could appeal to all sorts of different people. Yeah. And look, I know what I want. And the fact that The Mandalorian is a standalone television show and, um, you know, obviously it's not going to be a huge feature film and that's fine. It doesn't need to be this monster thing. Like, if it's just like this niche thing yeah. that is going to be enjoyed by uh, a large enough subsection of fandom that is going to you know give it life and give it kind of um purpose etc the only other thing i would uh, again like keeping within the timelines of the star wars as we know it the only other thing i'd i'd want to see and this may happen i wonder if they touch on this during the kenobi series um is seeing luke in beggar's canyon uh when they're doing the skyhopper stuff and uh all the kind of all the stuff with his friends, like you hear in the radio serial from back in the day. Um, there's some uh, deleted scenes from the original film with uh, Biggs and Wormy yeah. and uh, all those all those friends from Tatooine, yeah. basically. See the young version of them. See yeah. like little Luke in a skyhopper in Beggar's Canyon. That I would be like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. That would be you amazing. would love that. But that's why I don't think you can do a whole film of that. I do think they could shoehorn that into the Kenobi series. Like yeah. Ben watches young Luke like race his Skyhopper. Yeah, that's and that's cool. and that doesn't even have to be a story. What Just I'm excited about for the Kenobi thing. show is that it obviously the solo timeline like they can yes intersect. And literally, I was like, for the love of God, please bring back Emphis Nest. Yes. I get it. You guys don't want to make Solo too, but guess what? Some of us actually really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. And oh, man, I would the, like to see okay. more Kira I, and L three, and I would like to see more Emphis oppor- Nest. Please. Every opportunity I get, I'll say it. I'm going to say it again into this microphone. Solo is the best thing Disney has done with the Star Wars brand. Not Period. true, End but of I love story. it. End of story. Okay. Right. Next question, also from Lisey, is what's one thing you'd like to see in Tross and one thing you'd hate to see? Um, I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what I'd like to see. Um, I'm going to give non-obvious answers because I think my most right. obvious answers are like are what really I really, obvious. really want to happen and that I've talked about before. I'm going to say like non-obvious, like this would just be really cool if it happened. Right. One thing I would like to see is more banter. I would really like to see yeah. some more Finn Poe moments because they didn't get very many in The Last Jedi. Like just them goofing around and like being like the dynamic of them like bouncing off each other is really right. cool. So I would like to see more of that. I would also like to see Kylo being allowed to like have a sense of humor. Because right. he had one in The Force Awakens, but his mask was on the entire time, right? Well, he had and one in The Last Jedi. 
When he turns barely. Oh, when he turns when Hux goes. Yeah, I know, but that was the like thing. the one oh, moment. It was, it was, but that's why I'm saying more of it, please. Because right, in right. the novelization, mm-hmm. Kylo is cracking jokes. He's smirking. <laughs> I'm like, give this man a personality, a tross, <laughs> please. Like, I'm saying. Well, talk like, to your I, boy Ryan. He I, clearly I, zapped it from him. Come on. No, now. but he was trying to humanize him, so I get it. Because I think that the jokes would have made him come off maybe a little cocky, and that's right, right. not what you're trying to go for with. The Last Jedi, but I I, th- I would love to see like a Rey and Kylo fight scene, but they're yelling at each other the right. whole time. It's I like would mo- love. It's to moonlighting see it. with lightsabers. Literally, I, I would like to see it. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's great. Um, I don't know. I like you know. I, I mean, obviously, Lando and Chewie. We've seen that in the pre the, yeah. the teaser trailer already. Reuniting. Um, love that. I want to see that moment. That'll be great. Um, yeah, outside of that, I don't have a whole lot of, like, I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Like, I don't, there are so few expectations at this point on my end, as far as, I've been living with this for 40 plus years, right? And I know my favorite moments have happened in the first two films. Yeah. You know, everything after that has been great. I've enjoyed it. There are still See, this is very, really powerful yeah, yeah. moments this for me. This is still very high stakes for exactly. me. Exactly. That's the problem. But for me, like, <laughs> like I, I cried like a baby that first night of Force Awakens. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, because, well, you know, when Han Solo died, it's like, no, I was touched when Han yeah. Solo died. But I knew he was going to die. Yeah. You know, there was no, I knew Harrison Ford didn't want to in on all three films. Yeah. But when Rey pulls the lightsaber out of the snow, yeah. that whole sequence and the music swells and she's got the... I bawled. Yeah, bro. Because that was the yeah. moment. That was the moment when I knew it's not ours anymore. I liked it's yours. to see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, literally it's me literally leaving the theater, being like, "That was the best movie the I've ever seen." In that my was life. your quote. You yeah. said that as we <laughs> left. I said, "What do you think?" You said it's the best movie I've ever seen. And that was the moment where I was like, "It's not ours." Yeah. Like we have we have finally quote unquote grown up, even though I'll be there midnight first. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like this is it. This is the moment where. Okay, and now I've look. been the, I've been the steward, and now I'm handing it off. And now look, it's like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Exactly. So there you go. It's in uh, the, the other part, obviously, was one thing you'd hate to see, and obviously, my biggest answer, my most obvious answer, would be Ben dying. But I think that's super obvious, so I'm gonna try and think of a different answer. I would hate to see them making post eight, <laughs> which I think is very very likely. But can I just say, like he is. Can canning gay like I can't even like express this in a in a articulate way because there's just no way around it. He's the most chaotic character in the whole sequel trilogy. Oscar Isaac has admitted to playing him as gay. Like I don't know how much more needs what more to do you be need said. To see? Like if you because they're clearly gonna pair him with Zori and be like oh mm-hmm. these couples and I'm gonna be like not you not you like listen. John Boyega and Oscar Isaac are two straight men with a lot of romantic chemistry. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. So that would be one thing I would hate to see. I'm going to look like a freaking clown. And somebody was like, oh, I'm going to look so stupid. I wanted a Fimpo tattoo. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you Google Fimpo, my face shows up. So do you, <laughs> you know how stupid I'm going to look to future employers? <laughs> so that's um, one thing I'd hate to see. Well, I'd hate to see a, a scene that... Like brings back Jar Jar Binks and has him have a conversation with Rose Tico. That would be like hell on earth to me. Okay. Outside of that, I'm fine. All right. Um, 
So the next two questions, there's one that's specifically for you and specifically for me. Mm. So we'll do specifically for you first. Got it. This is from Griffin, and he asks, if Aaron Rodgers was a character in the Star Wars universe, who would he be? That's a good one. It's a really good one. He'd probably be Kylo. He'd be really good, but sensitive and easy, easily manipulated, but really super powerful. Okay. There you go. I have no way to agree or disagree with that. <laughs> Sports. This question is the one for me from uh, a certain Claudia. Mm-hmm. If Ben Solo was a Glee original song, which <laughs> one would he be? <laughs> and oh listen... She threw in the word original. So this is not all Glee songs. I'm assuming this is only the ones they wrote Wrote originally for the show. And so my answer to that is Get It Right, written by Miss Rachel Berry, season two for what I believe is regionals. It might be sectionals. Either way, I think it's regionals. But um, the lyrics are like, what can you do when your good isn't good enough and everything you touch tumbles down? My best intentions keep making a mess of things. That's all very Ben Solo. So my answer to you would be Get It Right by, <laughs> by Rachel Berry, Season 2. So thank you, everybody, for sending in your questions. Amazing. I can't believe we got so many. I know. That Crazy. was really cool. Um, we will be back. Well, my dad will not be back next week. I'm out of town, but... I think next week we may have a special guest. Special guest. Who is 11 years old. (laughs) So get ready. Get ready for that. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everyone. May the force be with you.